Hi, my name is Erica, and I'm a member of I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Today, I will be sharing with you my summary of Exodus chapters 16 through 18. I hope that what I share with you today will be an accurate account of God's Word and that it blesses you. So before I get started, let me say a prayer. Father in heaven, most righteous, most holy, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we give you glory, honor, and praise belongs to you. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your everlasting love. We thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Nisi, our banner, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, and Jehovah Shalom, our peace. I pray that you are Emmanuel, God with us. I pray that everyone listening under the sound of my voice, that their lives are transformed, minds are renewed, wisdom, revelation, and understanding of your word be received in Yeshua's name. Okay, let's just go ahead and jump right on into it. So in Exodus 16, we see that the children of Israel sets out for Elam and all of the congregation of Israel, they come into the wilderness, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt. So they started murmuring and complaining. They were discontented and they did all of this and rebelled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And then they were saying, you know, to Moses and Aaron, would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt? Like, would we have died, really? Do we really need to leave the land of Egypt? When we sat by the pots of meat and ate bread until we were full, for you have brought us out in this wilderness to kill this entire assembly with hunger. They were just murmuring and complaining. But then the Lord said to Moses, he says, Behold, I will cause bread to rain from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion like every day. And he did this so that he may test them to see whether or not they really would be walking in obedience to his instructions. So we see that obedience to God is like very, very important. But of course, Pharaoh did not get that, didn't get the memo, but I won't go into that. Catch the the podcast before to find out what happens to Pharaoh. And then he says, and it shall be that on the sixth day, they shall prepare to bring in twice as much as they gather daily. So they will not need to gather anything on the seventh day. So the people were to gather just a day's portion every day so that God may tell, like I said, whether they walked in obedience unto him. And then... A little further down, the Lord provides meat for them. Moses tells them, tells them, hey, this will happen. When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning, bread to be fully satisfied because the Lord has heard your murmurings against him. 
So then Moses said to Aaron, say to all the congregation of Israel, approach the Lord because he has heard your murmurings. Murmurings. So it happened that as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness and behold, the glory and the brilliance of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Can you imagine what that could have looked like? And then the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the murmurings the murmurings of the Israelites. Speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat and in the morning you shall be filled with bread and you shall know that I am in the Lord. So in the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. But in the morning, there was a blanket of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew evaporated on this, evaporated, evaporated on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake like thing, as fine as frost on the ground. And so this is, let me see, wait a minute, I think I might be jumping ahead of myself. I'm kind of following along in scripture as I'm sharing with you um, what is going on. Okay, so with the, with the fine flake-like thing, as fine as frost on the ground, when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is this? But they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. He says, so this is what the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather as much of it as he needs. So they were to only gather what they needed for their family size so that it would not spoil. He said, let none of it be left overnight until the next morning. But they did not listen to Moses. And so some left a supply of it until morning. And guess what? And it bred worms and became foul and rotten. And Moses was very angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, each as much as he needed, because when the sun was hot, it melted. So then on over in chapter 22, now we're talking about um, discussing the Sabbath. So remember, God said, now on the sixth day, well, it says that on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two homers for each person. And all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a solemn rest a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake and boil what you will bake and boil today. So do all that today. And all that remains left over, put aside for yourselves to keep until morning. They put it aside until morning, as Moses told them, and it did not become foul, nor was it wormy. See? When they do the right thing, they get good results. So then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none in the field. So now on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
How long do you people refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions? So, see, the Lord has given you the Sabbath, a day of rest, a day of rest. So, therefore, he gives you the bread for two days on the sixth day. Hello. Let every man stand in his place. No man is to leave his place on the seventh day. So, the people rested on the seventh day. So that means we need to be resting on the seventh day. And then let's see what else happens after that. Okay, that's all I wanted to share with you in chapter 16. Let's move over into chapter 17. Um, Water in the rock. Water in the rock. So the people, they were all... The children of Israel, they, they <laughs> let me get my thoughts together. And then all the congregation of the children of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Oh, and so therefore the people quarreled with Moses again and said, give us water so we may have something to drink. And Moses is like, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you tempt the Lord and try his patience? But they were so thirsty for water that the people murmured against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up from Israel to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses ended up crying to the Lord for help. For help. So then the Lord tells Moses, he says, Pass before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. He says, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb. There you shall strike the rock and guess what's going to come out? I'm paraphrasing, putting my own words in here. Water will come out of it so that the people may have something to drink. So we see that God is truly Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So then we come over to, down to verse 8, where we're talking about Amalek. So Amalek and his people came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, now Joshua is, one second, Joshua is a leader of the tribe of Ephraim. He was one of the great warriors of the Old Testament and was an attendant to the successor of Moses. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out. Go out, fight. Go out, fight against Amalek and his people. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joseph did as Moses said and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the hilltop. Now when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed and when he lowered it, his hand due to fatigue, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and he grew tired. 
So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one, one on one side and one on the other side. So it was that his hands were steady until the sunset. So Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph, <laughs> so Joshua overwhelmed and defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And so the Lord tells Moses, he says, write this in the book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly wipe out the memory of Amalek and his people from under heaven. And so Moses built an altar and he named it, the Lord is my banner, saying, the Lord has sworn the Lord will have war against the people of Amalek from generation to generation. So that's chapter 17. And then moving on to chapter 18, we see, and forgive me for the noise in the background, I'm at work and someone else is here. So they were taking out the trash. And so I'm like, oh, well, I was trying to signal her, signal her like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. But she thought I said, hey, go on, keep going. So <laughs> there we have it. Uh, so now remember Jethro? Jethro is Moses' father-in-law. And so Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, heard all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. So then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after he had sent her away from Egypt, along with her two sons, of whom one was named Gershom, which meant stranger. But Moses said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And then his other son's name was Eliezer. My God is my help. For Moses said, the God of my father was my help. And he rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. So they come together and they celebrate what God has done. And so Moses, you know, meets up, meets his father-in-law and he bows down to him in respect and kissed him. This was a customary for them to do. And just, you know, asked about each other's well-being and Moses, you know, again told his father-in-law all about what the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake. So Jethro is just like, blessed be the Lord who has rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh and who has rescued the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. Indeed, it was proven when they acted insolently toward Israel. And the Lord showed himself infinitely superior to all their gods. So God showed up all of Pharaoh's gods. And then uh, let's see what else happens. So now, um, and then a little further down, maybe around verse 17, um, well, let me back up to right around verse 15. Moses says to his father-in-law, because the people come to him to ask about the will of God, when they have a dispute, they come to him, he says, and I judge between man and his neighbor, and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. 
So Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, tells him, he says, the thing that you are doing is not good. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you to bear. You can't do it alone. So he counsels him and he says, now listen to me. I will advise you and may God be with you to confirm my advice. You shall represent the people before God. You shall bring their disputes and cause causes to him. You shall teach them the decrees and laws. You shall show them the way they are to live and the work they are to do. Furthermore, you shall select from all the people competent men who reverently fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain. You shall place these over the people as leaders of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens. He says they shall judge the people at all times. Have them bring every major dispute to you, but let them judge every minor dispute themselves. So it'll be easier for you, Moses, and then they will bear the burden with you. He says, if you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure the responsibility and all these people will also go back to their tent in peace. So Moses did. He listened to his father-in-law and did everything that he had said. And then Moses pretty much says goodbye to his father-in-law and Jethro went back to his own land in Midian. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you got something out of it. What did I get out of this? Well, I got out of this, number one, don't despise correction, um, especially from a from wise counsel. So Jethro gave Moses wise counsel in how he were to judge the Israelites. And then I like the part where God was talking about the Sabbath, that we do need a day of rest. And so I've been observing the Sabbath on Friday evenings. I can't wait to get in my bed and just crawl up and have reflection time and time with the Lord or just being quiet and being still. You know, we need that. You have to unplug some time and, 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 and tune in to, to God even more. And so this is new to me, observing the Sabbath, but um, I'm hoping to get more disciplined in it. And so I'm a work in progress. And then I love the fact that how God was doing all of these miracles through Moses, you know, even with his staff, you know, all of these miracles that God was doing. I mean, he was so present in their life and he was just so evident. I mean, just incredible, incredible, incredible uh, sightings or visitations from God they saw here in the Old Testament. So again, my name is Erica. I'm a member of I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Join me again on Sunday. I'll be back because I do two days a week. And also... um, Check us out on other platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Also, check us out on our social media under the name I Read the Whole Bible Every Year on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, check us out on Clubhouse under the name 
doing life God's way for the 40 minutes in worship room. It's an incredible experience. You got to come check it out. And then check out our website at I read the whole Bible every year.org. And we also have an app. Look for us on the church app under the name Hosanna Jubilee Prayer Healing and Outreach Ministries. I mean, we, we've got a lot going on and we're getting ready to launch our youth ministry. So I'll give you more details about that to come. And if you need to reach out to me for any reason, email me at team IRTWBEY365 at gmail.com. Team IRTWBEY365 at gmail.com. Alrighty, I'm going to get out of here. I've got one more podcast to do, but I may save that for tomorrow. It's my A Walk in the Word podcast. So check me out there as well. Alrighty, love you guys. Thank you for supporting us. Have a wonderful night. Grace and peace.